Shut up, I love it. I'm everyone, and no one, everywhere, nowhere. Call me, shut up, I love it. I'm Joe Cabello, and I'm here with the main host, Sasha Filer. That's right, shut up, I love it. A podcast that is a wonderful, wonderful place for you to be all today, because we're gonna talk <laughs> about something underrated, maybe underappreciated, maybe misrepresented. How about that? Misunderstood, even all, dark. All of that. Man. Uh, we're giving it away, Joe. First, who do we have in the studio with us? We got a stand-up and writer who co-produces a monthly variety show at the Hollywood Improv Lab called Gimme Gimme Peach Samba. Mm. Give it up for Andy Ryder. Give it up. What am I like we're at an open mic? What's up, Andy? Hey. Andy, you are here to talk about something, and what is it? It is the movie Dark Man by Sam Raimi. All right. Raimi. Raimi. Marvel director Raimi. Yeah. When- Sam, Sam Raimi. Raimi. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. Can anybody else say that? No, I think not. No, Just they Sam can't. Raimi. Mm-hmm. And what is uh, what is Dark Man exactly, other than a Sam Raimi film, which I think we've established <laughs> pretty well? Yeah. So, uh, Dark Man is what happens when you as a director want to do The Shadow, uh-huh. but unfortunately the guy who directed Back, Back to the Future gets it, and so you say, fine, I'll make my own Shadow, and that's what you get with this movie, basically. Yeah, this is a movie that seems like it's based on something, and it sort of is, <laughs> Yeah, but it isn't. You know, there's some movies out there that feel like they're based on comics or something, and they're not at all. But Mm -hmm. I think that's usually just like they're ripping off some comic. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's it's definitely a lot of people's thing of like, hey, can we do this? They're like, no, we don't have the rights to that. Or like, eh, we give it to somebody else. Like, well, I'll do my own version then. You know, and that's what Sam Raimi definitely did with this. Um, I mean, and he's pretty open about it. He's like, yeah, I want to do The Shadow, and I want to do a Phantom of the Opera movie. Mm -hmm. And that's basically what this became. Was his take on that? Wow, notes of both. Um, yeah. And are you a, a fan of the Shadow? Uh, is that anything at all? Yeah, I like. I actually like the Shadow movie as well. Like uh, the one that came out like ninety four or whatever. I like that movie, and I like the idea of the Shadow and stuff like that. So, um, but I remember like I saw this trailer and I was just like blown away. I was like, "What is this?" Like, and their their whole campaign was like, "Who is Dark Man?" And the trailer doesn't really give you ideas that like they weren't selling anything. They weren't, you know, trying to be like, this is who it is and everything and give you the whole story. It's just like cut scenes of him doing crazy stuff. You're like, who is Dark Man? And that campaign is like seems like one of the better marketing campaigns that movies have done is because it got so many people in the theaters to watch this movie that nobody it's he wasn't like a known property or anything like that. It was just like, who is it? The mystery alone is what sold it, you know? Wow. So you've been a fan of this since it came out. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to see it when it came out. I got to see it long because I was too young. I was like a little kid at the time, but like much later did get to see it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is everything I thought it was going to be and more, you know? Not to say that I don't like the movie because I actually did, spoiler alert, but I still ask that same <laughs> question to myself. Who is Dark Man? Like there, there's still a lot of questions that I have True. about this uh, quote unquote superhero um, because is he a superhero? I have thoughts uh but 
so what is like the log line would you say andy or like like a very brief description just or setup for this film uh a man <laughs> is uh, a man uh seeks revenge after uh an attempted murder on his life uh from a bunch of gangsters is basically the log line i guess but there's more to it but it's like the log line is just like one sentence that's the only thing i can think of yeah, I'd say that's about that's about it. And it yeah. plays out like he's a superhero, but it's a revenge film and sort of like a spy action film. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely like some Mission Impossible elements to it, you know, with the masks and stuff. Yeah, it's an espionage type of mm-hmm. thing that a lot of the action centers around. Yeah, for sure. Which I find really funny that his superpower is that because of whatever injury and surgery he had, he can't feel pain and he's super strong. Yeah. Because, uh, but really, what ends up being the superpower that's used throughout the movie is his science ability. <laughs> like it's it's true, right? Because the doctors yeah. are the ones who made him uh, not feel pain, which also puts me in the position where I'm like asking like, okay, so anybody like they could have done it to anybody just taking the pain receptors, uh, like, or shut him down for anybody, but it happened to be him. Yeah. Could have been any other guy. Um, but the important part is that he's a scientist because it becomes important for the story. But, um, his pain is taken away by the doctors who don't really, you know, they just come up once and then we never deal with that. The fact that they did that. Yeah. 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 And I thought that was kind of interesting too, because they talk about the fact that because he doesn't have any pain or like that, his brain is kind of hungry for some other, uh, some kind of stimuli. So as a result, his emotions are kind of out of control, which is why he tends to overreact sometimes throughout the movie and in the storyline and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And his voice gets interesting too, a couple of times with Liam. Oh, yeah. Julie! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was Bruce Campbell. Julie Bruce Campbell, was? like no, they no no yelling Julie, uh, yelling really? like they had Bruce Campbell like coming and do like additional like voiceover stuff later on like that's ah, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a it, every performance of Julie being screamed is top notch. Yeah, but yeah, pretty uh, uh, great cast all around. I mean Liam Neeson. Frances McDormand. I can never say her last name. I don't know why I have a problem with that. I think you meant Derwitt McNormand. <laughs> yeah. Was that was that a guy? Isn't that a guy? Uh, Larry Drake. Larry Drake. Uh, so good. As Robert G. Durant, the only returning cast member to the second uh, <laughs> film. So that's, that's interesting considering he also dies. Yeah. Um, by the way, quick, is it crazy to you guys that Sam Raimi, the Coen brothers, Francis McDormand, and Kathy Bates all shared a house in Silver Lake together at one point? That is insane. Like, can you, like, uh, you just can't imagine what the contemporary version of that is. Yeah. I think there's at least one house in Silver Lake that a lot of people go through that they end up famous. Um, it's like on. 
on it's pretty close to alvarado like on sort of like Boulevard. i don't know um what do i know <laughs> give us the address <laughs> yeah it's like give us the address we should all be touching that house right now yeah i need to move in um, <laughs> before you tell me the toilet seat <laughs> kathy bates used no, That's, stop. uh that'll be exciting to use joe are you uh how familiar are you with dark man so actually i hadn't seen it for the first time until a couple months ago mm-hmm. oh, and right. yeah it, and uh even like uh the evil dead trilogy i had seen years and years ago like probably two decades ago up until about six months ago so it'd been so long and i was trying to just like get through some raimi movies um so i ended up on dark man too so when you wanted to talk about it i've actually watched it again since then pretty fresh nice. um, fresh re-watch. but yeah it was it was uh and it was like to the point where obviously i enjoyed enough where i was like you know sometimes you're like i watched that movie two years ago uh, if we're talking about it on the podcast i think i know yeah. it well enough <laughs> now this one i was like you know what i'll rewatch that so i will say that how about you sasha uh, not familiar and only watched it for the podcast I honestly don't even think, to be honest, this is what was striking to me, and you're gonna be you're gonna be all upset about it. I don't even think I've seen a Liam Neeson movie like like from beginning to end. Oh come on! I was trying to anticipate what you thought we'd be upset about, and then I couldn't even <laughs> fathom it was gonna be that. <laughs> wow, like, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I would even say as far as uh, I have, uh, which Joe knows the story. I fast forwarded through normal uh, Nomadland as well, so. I mean, uh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. So Francis McDormand, uh, No Man Land did not land for me. Uh, but yeah, Liam Neeson. <laughs> You're so sour about it. You're bringing it up here on our. Dark I Man bring episode. it up every single episode. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, no, I yeah, I this was the first time. And spoiler alert! Once again, I like that. I just have thoughts. Thoughts upon thoughts okay well andy you watched this movie a couple years after it came out because you were too young what's what really hooked you about it i mean all of it was really interesting to me it wasn't the typical superhero origin story i mean there was like a lab accident obviously but like it was a lab accident that actually made the product he was trying to make better somehow he's like oh it's the darkness that makes this he makes this fake skin in case you've never seen the movie, he makes this fake skin that allows him to, like, burn. It's supposed to be for burn victims and things like that, so they can have their old faces back. But because of uh, the dark, it, it only, like, lasts, like, 90 minutes, but in the dark, it'll last go up to, like, 100 minutes for some reason, and they're not sure why. And then um, he gets into a horrible lab accident, or uh, some gangsters try to find some document his girlfriend had laying around the place. He knew nothing about it, and then was like just like left for dead after they beat him you know and then uh a hospital just happened to find his body think he was a vagrant and then just like cut all of his nerves because they're like yeah we can play around with this guy otherwise he would be in horrible pain because he was like first <laughs> burns over his entire body which he does pretty well for yeah. having those burns on him like most people would have died period mm-hmm. yeah totally yeah and then wouldn't you think that one needs pain to function, right? Otherwise, you're just going to destroy your organs, especially if you're jumping off buildings, which I still don't know how he got the extraordinary strength. Was that explained as well? Adrenaline or something? Yeah, he has no check on his adrenaline anymore because they cut all the nerves so that they don't feel 
they don't know any stimuli, so his brain just like produces more of it just in case. Yeah, but the movie doesn't really use that. Like even in his fight scenes, he does not seem like he doesn't feel pain, nor yeah. does he seem particularly strong. So I feel like they kind of forgot that. <laughs> I mean, Especially he seems like Carnival Parker pretty far for a guy who's never worked out a day in his life, or so it would look like. Well, you know, <laughs> it like it works out in non-fighting scenes. Yeah, where. <laughs> He's able to like, oh, it's a gag that he could do that. But then once it act, like he gets punched, he's like, ah, <laughs> like, yeah. dude, why are you even moving? Well, I guess when he's in the hospital getting slammed around, and then when they're shooting him with the uh, the rivet gun, um, he's like, yeah, yeah that's true. Fine. That's but yeah, true. like I, so they did, they did, they definitely saved it for certain scenes. And other scenes, they're like, I don't know, maybe he feels this, maybe he doesn't, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever's convenient. Yeah. Um, but it's all Raimi fun, so we don't, For sure. we don't really care. And that's the beauty of this film is that, um, to me, it's there, there's a lot of incoherency going on in the story and in like just the logic of the world and what happened. But uh, the directing is so phenomenal. There's no um, just like a regular shot. The, everything is just done with so much thought behind it. And uh, it's impossible to, you know, to take your eyes off of the screen because it's just the director is having a blast and the acting is so good. So it's a very interesting, yeah. like, I mean, to me, it's like a rare uh, kind of film, which is maybe not so strong, but then directing managed to make it really great. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't think of another movie that's like that. Well, yeah, this this movie, if put in the hands of someone who's just like, yeah, oh, cool, superhero movie, it would be morbius mm, right which i hadn't is is a, is a bad is bad as they say <laughs> it's it's nothing it's, actually it's, it's not just, good I, I i say it was better than venom but venom was very bad oof, to me so well, uh, ruben fleischer uh friend of the show uh not really but um yeah uh <laughs> but they yeah, all venom was a painful movie to watch i agree i saw it in the theater but I do, the directing is, it's even like slightly, it's not as crazy as like an Evil Dead, any of the, the those series as far as his directing. But it's still like really interesting in a way that you couldn't even put your finger on in some sequences. It's just like this subtle but great. And then in other times it's like, ridiculous Raimi watching the bolts fly through the air yeah. zooming and it's just like oh this isn't real but it is cinema Larry Drake facing off against himself is still like a scene that just sticks out my mind just the two of them looking at each other like no shoot him not me uh, yeah very fun I was like oh this is insane but yeah it's so good Andy, why do you think uh, this movie fits uh, Shut Up, I Love It premise? Is it um, just forgotten or are there like any bad feelings out there gets, about this film? I think it's just forgotten completely. Like it was weird because like the movie did well enough that they had two straight to video sequels with Arnold Voss. Is it Arnold Vosloo? Vosloo is the last guy's last name. He played the mummy. The guy who played the mummy mm. played... Uh, Dark Man. Oh, I used to have like a mild cra uh, crush on him. Yeah, when I was like, a <laughs> yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. Um, but he played Peyton in the second and third movie. Uh, they actually had like a a novel, like a full on like book novel series for like four books of like the continuing adventures of Dark Man. Super dark, by the way. 
read read all four of those. I was like, ooh, I don't know if anybody should ever be reading these. These are so like creepy and weird, uh, and like just the things that happen to people in the books. You're like, oh, this is awful. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So like, it's, it seems like they were trying to make like a franchise out of it or something, but it just didn't quite take. And I don't know if it's just because superhero movies weren't as big back then or what was happening exactly, or because it was kind of a dark movie and it kind of ended on a dark note a little bit. Well, uh, there was definitely a conception of what a superhero movie should be, even when they were as limited as they were at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, oh, it's for kids. It's goofy. All that shit was still... I think there's still some lingering sentiments of that, but it's definitely changed a lot. But at that time, that was how you looked at superhero movies to the point where they weren't even getting made because it would, the thought was ridiculous to have a movie that was about comics or superheroes. So I I can only imagine people just being fucking baffled by this thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely an odd piece for sure. And also like, uh, Liam Neeson was like nobody at the time. Like that was his first starring role. Hmm. Uh, so, and Frances McDormand apparently <laughs> that was like, her first like big like Hollywood movie, and she apparently hated the thing because of because of the way Sam Raimi did the directing and stuff like that. Where she was like, I don't even know how to react to this because he's got cameras spinning in my face and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know how to react off that. I was like, ah, I get it. Um, yeah, that. I can only imagine. Yeah, like yeah. act scared while this camera guy is running towards you, then back. There's definitely a and- lot of yeah. running towards the actors. There's definitely a lot of like very deliberate, yeah, um, camera movements. They're striking. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of stuff that apparently got cut. Like I, I heard, read a, uh, from Bruce Campbell that there was a scene where um, the bad guy or whatever, like early in the movie, there's one scene where he's like by his by himself in his apartment. He's just asked Julie if she'll go out with him one night. And she's like, Julie! yeah, sure, why not? She says yes, and then they cut to him in his apartment by himself, and he like is just wearing a robe. He disrobes and just falls into a bed full of gold coins and just rubs himself all over them. And then they rent they showed that to a test audience. They're like, does this make you feel weird or creeped out? And they're like, yes. And so they took that scene out, even though the director's like, that's the point of the scene. This is not a good person. They're like, now we're gonna keep it in there. Like, I okay. kind of want to see that scene. Yeah. Julie. Is it on YouTube? Julie. I, maybe. You know, I'm sure they have the pilot for the TV series on YouTube. So why not, right? Ooh. Uh, that sounds interesting. Did you watch that? I did. It's not good. It's uh, they oh, they no. just there were certain things that they just didn't have the money for, so they just used scenes from the movie, and they would play oh, put that. And no. were like, oh, what was this? But they were trying to sell it to Fox, and Fox was like, no, this is okay. What is there? That there's that one horror movie, uh, Christmas. It's a Christmas horror movie, and the second movie is just seventy percent footage from the first movie. No way. Uh, yeah, it's really <laughs> really bad. Um, for Darkman, I fell in love with this movie within the first scene because you have this gang standoff to show oh, how, yes. how bad Durant is. Is that his name? Durant? Yeah, Durant. Durant, Durant. Great Durant, Durant. Um, but he, the guy, the legless guy, the one-legged guy, the fact <laughs> that they yank off this guy's leg 
because it's a gun and then he's just hopping around there and then for the rest of the movie whenever there's a fight scene and he's there he's just hopping around yeah too. it's that's when i was like all right this is awesome this is so stupid i'm gonna do it that that scene was insane yeah the guy hopping around cars coming out of like crates yes i just that was their plan was hey park the car in the closed crates when yeah. it's time floor it and blast out of them <laughs> um come on well uh is there any other movie that it's similar to you like do you think it is um i mean to me because i don't watch marvel marvel movies on purpose like i mean i've tried and they're not interesting to me um and yeah with venom wow venom. with venom okay. i can only compare it to you know like make venom look <laughs> even worse than it was uh but <laughs> I, I i don't know is there anything else out there that's like similar to it in that it's created its own superhero and but it's it, it doesn't have promise really of a franchise and so it becomes this own encapsulated thing because you probably would know both of you well, it seems like this is a franchise. Yeah, I mean, they tried to make a franchise of it for sure. I mean, they had two other movies and books. And I think Marvel actually did release a couple of comic book issues of Darkman, like doing his own thing. But then there's like, nah, this is not really for our people. Yeah, it's not a strong franchise, but it is a franchise. It's an attempt yeah. um, franchise. Yeah, but I, I think there were a lot of like off-kilter superhero movies in the early 90s. And then uh, I think that is something that's continued on. You had like Blank Man, Meteor Man, mm. Orgasmo, sort of <laughs> superhero. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there was quite a few of those. And then even what, what's that one with um, Dwight from uh, The Office? Oh, where he has a hammer. I don't remember the name of it, though. And Ellen, or it was, it was Ellen Page then, now Elliot Page, but uh, I think they were in it too. Yeah, so I think there's like this need and feeling that a lot of uh, filmmakers want to like have the superhero experience shown on film, but they don't want to be having to be restricted to some lore, or mm -hmm. they can't get the lore, like in right. this example. I thought it was very convenient yeah. at the end of the film that um, Francis did not have, Julie did not have to stay with him. Like, it was not like, okay, will, will she stay with this ugly guy then? She wanted to, though. But, like, yeah. but she was, but she was like, didn't have to follow up with what she said she wanted, you know, because he refused to and he went off. Um, yeah. Because yeah, he's a yeah. bad man. Um, and, that was that was definitely a relief for all of us. I think that she did not have to. I mean, it's a good breakup him. technique too, right? It's a good breakup <laughs> technique. You just like you're like I can't be with you, and you just put on another mask while walking into a crowd. They're like, oh my god, what what just happened? Yeah, it's kind of what we all want to be able to grow our own skin yeah. to do that, or maybe to even extend our micro penis. But you know, everybody, I'm not saying that's what I want with your micro being able to manufacture skin. I mean, well, not is. You know, Joe, have you ever been dark man by a girl or Sasha? Have you ever been dark man? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> oh, really? I've, I, I've been Irish goodbye. I remember a girl where there were even like 
semi-dating, we're making out in the club, and then she's like, do you want to go home? I'm like, well, you you better believe I do. Yeah. And she's like, cool, uh, you know, I'm going to use the restroom. I'm like, okay, I'm going to close out. And then wow, never saw her again. I actually think I literally never saw her again, like, in my life after that. Was she before wow. in your circles? She's someone I probably would have, like run into so she may not be around like i I don't know what you mean by that (laughs) i didn't kill her if that's what you're insinuating Um, well no i i i know what you mean (laughs) with people disappearing our gardener and sounds like we have a gardener but like we have a gardener (laughs) and like he did not one day he did not come and i thought like we really thought for a while he died like my husband and i thought for a while did he come the next week never came but Oh. So it was very scary. Like Nestor is gone. Like something happened to Nestor. He's dead. Um, very upset about it. We were like really like we just couldn't talk. Like we were just like we don't know what's going on. I guess that's why you have emergency contact forms at work. Mm. You know. Yes. Yeah. And then my like the what is this app that I barely ever use? Uh, what's WhatsApp? Right. So on WhatsApp because I have his like phone number. For some reason, his story comes up. So he's alive and he's watching like a bullfight in Mexico. So he's okay. He just probably moved back there. He was probably enough of the shit. Fuck LA. I'm going to live in Mexico, which is God bless. But uh, it was a relief for just both Jay and I to know that he's okay. So I recently have been uh, dark manned. Yeah. Mm I feel, again, I just want to mention how good Larry Drake is in this movie and how stunned I am that other it seems like you didn't get a lot of other roles after this other than being an american pie too briefly as a dad he like is really dad, but still a dad yeah he is really good but he also doesn't seem to fit any like per, like typical mold of at least that era yeah i feel like if they did a spinoff of the commish he could have been the commish jr or something like just kind of a large, lumpy guy who wears a suit and uh, <laughs> makes demands of his people. You know, he could have done something like that, you know? He's a great boss guy. Yeah. Um, he was really... I've seen a couple of... I watched a couple of episodes of L.A. Law just because I found out he was in that. And he is not... He plays like a, a, a mentally handicapped person in that show and really stunned me. I was like, oh, he's got a lot of range. Also weird that Sam Raimi watched this. Like, this guy could be... A really great uh, <laughs> gang boss as well. He could be our villain. Yeah, he's had a great career. Um, yeah. That being said, but yeah, is there anything else we should mention before we go to them ratings? The R word ratings. How do they work, Joe? We're gonna rate Dark Man on a scale of zero to ten using something else as our. Uh, scale of comparison so that could be another superhero movie or that could be getting revenge on your uh haters right now is a 10 and this movie is not as great as feeling as that who knows yeah but if that doesn't make sense me and sasha will go first i can go first i'm gonna compare this film to um watchman the only superhero movie that i love um zach snyder's i've yeah, Zack Snyder's uh, 2009. Um, I really like that film. It's probably a nine for me. 
uh, really gels with me. Uh, I would give Dark Man an 7.5. I really liked it, uh, uh, but I also <laughs> was confused by it a bunch of times. Didn't understand exactly how is he superhero if the doctors were the ones who fixed it. Didn't understand his, uh, still don't understand fully, like, why he was physically strong. Uh, it, Liam Neeson's voice was funny at times. Uh, but overall, uh, every shot I enjoyed, <laughs> directing was just so great. And I would probably watch it again in 10 years. So 7.5. Wow. Joe. Nice. Joe, what about you? Very surprising, uh, but very cool yeah. all right let's see i want to rate this movie against a wacky superhero movie called eliminators <laughs> it's not based on anything it is about a mandroid who is basically a cyborg but in this movie they call them mandroids <laughs> who, who is getting revenge on the evil scientist who created him and also killed the um only like scientist that was kind to him so he goes on a uh, mission to get him and ends up befriending a han solo type character a samurai and a uh, genius doctor with her flying roomba sentient robot it's a really stupid movie but it's fun i would uh really recommend it for anybody it's it's so good that i made my fiance watch it on my birthday and she actually said you know that was good i'd never <laughs> watch it if it wasn't for you but that was good that's a eight out of ten weirdness great it's got some rough edges some budget issues but it's great i'm gonna give dark man also an eight out of ten yeah, I wanted to watch it twice. I think it's more polished and well-directed than Eliminators. Sounds But it's like. not weirder <laughs> than Eliminators. Nothing is. So if that gives you any reason to watch Eliminators, please Just do. Keep saying Eliminators. Andy, what about you? <laughs> I, I want people to watch it. That's why. And you need to pay like $40 or, or pirate it. Andy, what do you, what do you, how do you rate um, the, uh, the idea of a scale of revenge really, um, kind of, uh, was interesting to me, especially makes you the... horny baby. Exactly. Austin. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think because, uh, this was Sam Raimi just saying like, Oh, you won't let me make the shadow. Okay. I'll make my own version. It'll be way better. And it was uh, way better. Though I did like the shadow. Um, so I'm going to go on a scale of, uh, of zero to you'll rue the day. Uh, and, uh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I think this is definitely a nine uh, out of ten, um, and that's only because like I, you know, I found out that there were other like scenes that got deleted. Apparently, like for, again, Frances McDormand didn't like, love the direction, but then she also like didn't like that a lot of her scenes got cut where she was like delivering these like big speeches or whatever, and they were like, yeah, the studio asked that we cut these. I'm I sorry. Could feel some of the cut scenes. There were definitely some scenes that were yeah. like, missing. There's yeah. definitely a lot of weird cut scenes. Uh, you can find the novel version of the movie at a used bookstore, probably, and it has some of the scenes in it. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten just because I know it could be better if those scenes had been left in. Do we need the longer cut? I think we need a longer cut. To be honest with you. Awesome, Andy. Well, thank you so much for bringing Darkman on. Shut up, I love it. Where can our audience find you, or is there anything you'd like to plug? 
yeah, I you can find me on uh, Instagram uh, at Andy Ryder again. Uh, I run a monthly show. Our co-run a monthly show with my friend Rachel Friedland. Uh, the last sat the fourth Saturday of every month at the Hollywood Improv at nine forty-five, and um, I do a series of Excel tutorials called Excel, my dudes, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just a big goofy <laughs> Excel tutorial. You will actually learn stuff, but it is also funny. So there's that. That's Not bad. Awesome. Yeah, Joe. What about you? What's going on with you? Oh boy, you know, go on Amazon and go search Scrote 1, a Star Wars parody, Joe Cabello. If you don't search all of that, it might not come up. <laughs> it's a Star Wars parody of Rogue One, bundled with The Farts Awakens. Go check it out. <laughs> what a bundle. Thank you, everybody, including Elizabeth Salute for the artwork, and Mr. Owl for his awesome track. And thank you for listening. Jewel!